well, none of this stuff is cool. It's a bit naff and a bit kind of dated. And there wasn't much service going on because we were doing something we'd never done before. We weren't getting this kind of service. And I just kind of went, you know what? I reckon I could do this and I reckon I could do it really well. You're listening to Behind the Clipboard, event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle and beyond. We're giving you the Insider Toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to go backstage with your hosts, Tamara Cook, Crystal Thane and Melissa Howie. Welcome to Behind the Clipboard. I'm Crystal Thane and please welcome my fellow event gurus, Tamara Cook of Known Associates Events and Melissa Howie. We're back in the green room today, everyone. Get excited. Mel, who have we got on today? We've got Lala McNabb today and she's the owner and creative director for Lala Designs, which specialises in creating gorgeous wedding and event stationery worldwide. Welcome. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. So tell us a bit more about yourself. Oh, okay. I am um, 48 years young because I certainly don't feel well, – sometimes <laughs> I do. Don't but look at it. Thanks, darling. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started La La Design back in 2003, so 16 years ago. Um, completely self-taught, no graphic design background, no printing background. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. I actually came from running restaurants. That's hmm. my background. Ooh. Yeah, trained chef and running restaurants. Um, Ooh, did a little bit of yeah. your culinary <laughs> That's why food's oh, my yeah. main motivator. Yeah, and uh, also did building and interior design and a lot of uh, personal assistant work for people as well. I'm kind of naturally a um, organizer, so that kind of fills in um, naturally for me to want to organize people and also look after them. So mm-hmm. it's, and I've translated that into my business. I started La La Design because I actually burnt out. I hit a really large brick wall after running someone's restaurant for almost 90 hours a week for a very long time. And wow. it was a very successful restaurant. And I had gotten told one day that my work was not good enough. Oh, and I remember thinking, are you serious? W-T-F. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, right, you're going to put your keys down and you are not going to cry in front of this person under any circumstances. Because <laughs> I was a little emotional with yeah. that comment. So I put my keys down and turned around and walked. And as soon as I got into the car, I just burst into tears and actually physically hit a very large brick wall. So I actually spent two years with severe depression and chronic anxiety. Couldn't even leave my house um, for two years. And I had burnt through my adrenal glands through my thyroid I had absolutely destroyed myself for the sake of working hard and achieving these goals and everything and then when I kind of someone else's yeah that was a real eye-opener actually and I kind of lifted my head up and thought right what am I going to do and someone just came along and asked me if I would help them with their wedding and part of it involved a bit of stationary work back in you know, 16 years ago, the trend for stationery was actually buying bits of paper, printing on them, cutting them and gluing them together. That was the (laughs) style. And when we were doing that, we sort of found, I kind of had these moments of going, well, none of this stuff is cool. It's a bit naff and a bit kind of dated. And there wasn't much service going on because we were doing something we'd never done before. We weren't getting this kind of service. And I just kind of went, you know what, I reckon I could do this and I reckon I could do it really well. So I experimented with a little shop in the Subiaco markets and I was there for about three months and it was literally 12 square meters. You could stand in the middle of it and put your hands on the wall. (laughs) And um, that just did so well in that three months that I topped 
at, the, at that time there's a brand called Christina Ree. She's still around but she does mainly teacups and things, mm-hmm. not so much stationery. But back then she was sort of just on the cusp of being really big and she had this amazing, gorgeous range of papers and everything matched. It was all like really on trend. It was nothing dated at all and no one was carrying her in complete range. So my 12 screen in a shop was literally a Christina Ree shop plus a few extra bits and they sent one of their sales rep over because I had topped their sales in Australia. From wow. your market store? From my market store. No way. So the markets were closing um, and I was like, right, okay, are you in or you're out? I'm like, I'm so in. <laughs> I'm so in. <laughs> and did the classic no business plan, just kind of had a bit of a hunch of what I wanted to do, really focus on customer service more than anything else. The rest of it I feel like I could kind of just learn as I went along. And, um, yeah, maxed up all my credit cards and had that realisation six months later that I was earning less than what I did when I was 18. And I was like, yeah, but I'm mm-hmm. loving it. <laughs> Absolutely loving it. Yeah, so I opened the little shop in um, Oxford Street, Leadable which was 225, so that was about 60 square metres. Can I just stop you yes. there and say, everyone in Perth, just picture this iconic, yeah. I think it's iconic, hot pink, pink. building on Oxford, Oxford Street in Leadable. Mm. You can't miss it. when you, Well, you couldn't. Yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. just so cute. It was the cutest building. It stood out like... Yeah, I was going to say dog's balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to finish your sentence being like, dog's balls, was it? <laughs> yeah. The pink was picked because I knew that most of my customers were female. You're driving up and down Oxford Street. It's a busy street. How do you find me? And I just said, you look for the pink building and then you would instantly recognise it. Um, it's not a colour that I actually liked. I just picked it purely for the brand purpose of it. And back then, pink, hot pink wasn't a colour that people used a lot. Um, I think Particularly it was not for buildings. No, not for buildings. <laughs> yeah, I remember some people like I was painting the outside of people are like, uh, what are you doing? And I'm like, just <laughs> you wait and see. <laughs> yeah. So um, I took on my first staff member pretty much straight away, then my second staff member, and then um, probably about six years into it, we decided to move to the corner shop, which was 227, and then we were there for another sort of six, seven years, and that became, you know, four times the size, turnover, and staff members, 10 staff members, and all that kind of thing. And then in April last year, I kind of had to sit down and have a really, really honest look at everything because I had this feeling I could see it declining in retail and then I could also feel that it wasn't working for us anymore, trying to do these gorgeous wedding consultations with our clients in the middle of a really busy retail shop. And it just, I wasn't enjoying it. All my creative mojo was leaving me. I was feeling a bit burnt out again. And I probably should have made the decision a year earlier, but um, I was so emotionally attached to that shop and it was such a big part of my personality and my journey that I found it really hard to let go. So I decided to, I did a little experiment where I did some after hour appointments with my clients one-on-one. I closed the shop, changed the music vibe, put some candles on, (laughs) put some champagne out and some nibbles and spent like an hour just focused on them. And I'd done a couple of that and I saw my clients love it, but most importantly, I loved it. And I just felt myself starting to just see little sparks of light. And I was like, this is where I want to go. I want to do a bespoke design studio just for working with my clients and so that's what I did I closed down my big retail shop sold off everything found a little premises not very far away from here little house and turn it into a um, an actual commercial premises for us so it has a front room that's a design consultation space storeroom and then the lounge room is where the three of us work so I kept my two main staff members Kelly who's been with me for 16 years she heads up all the production side so she makes sure everything happens perfectly on time exactly the way it should be and Anna who's been with me for six now and she's my in-house graphic 
graphic designer. So the three of us make up a whole team. Um, we're probably ready to take on someone else, but it's really hard. We're really close. So it's um, the dynamics, you know, like bringing in someone else. So yeah, that's my journey to date. Amazing. Yeah, I still love it. Like I found the minute we moved into this new space, even um, the two girls said the same thing. It was just like um, all this light just flooded back into us and we all just felt ourselves come alive again. And, you know, particularly for myself, I felt all my creative energy come back and was like, yeah, I'm ready to get out and start talking to people and doing things and doing different stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad I made the move. I was scared as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. That's PG, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> to do it. But, um, you know, like they say, if you keep doing the same thing, you'll get the same results. And sometimes you just got to jump off that mountain and just have faith in yourself that you have the ability to back it, to like to just go ahead and do it. Yeah. yeah. And good on, you. good on you. Good on shining. Yeah. yeah. An amazing story. Ah, uh, thanks. <laughs> it's not finished yet. Oh, no. <laughs> a long way to go. Yeah, Chapter long way to one. go. Yeah, yeah. So, what gets your tick of approval when it comes to event stationery? What are Ooh. some of the trends and things that you like to see? I um think the thing like that really excites me is when I see someone doing an event and right from the get go. So, if the first thing that usually goes out is the invite. So, when they've really thought about doing something a little bit different. I think of it this way. I think you're asking people who are working a super busy life and, you know, trying to prioritise. You're asking them to take time away from their families or from something else they'd rather do to come to your event. And when you just flick them an email and ask them to come along, it's not really not enough. Same. It's not the same. Yeah, it kind of shows you haven't put much effort in, so why should they put that much effort back in return? So when I see someone, and I know someone in this space here who does a great job of it, when they kind of go and think a little bit more out of it, let's create the experience right from the get-go that you get that invite whether you're putting it into a teacup I think I've seen one flowers of them flowers in a teacup flowers in yeah. a teacup yeah or a an acrylic invite or a cake or something or it's packaged really beautifully or it comes delivered in some sort of way that's a bit extraordinary that's I think what the excites me is when I see someone just take that extra effort to really think about the client experience right from the start yeah can yeah. you say that you're very very customer focused <laughs> absolutely is, yeah and the invitation's often the first touch point in the broader event marketing plan. Absolutely. And I don't care what people say, we judge. <laughs> you can say that you don't. I tell you what we do. The minute someone hands over a business card, you've already judged You're them. You're like, ew, gross. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like you touch it and feel it and you've got these silent kind of notes going off in your head. So What a, what a lame GSM. That's <laughs> <laughs> like what we often do. It's like you're dirty talking to me, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but same with invites as well. You yeah. kind of look at it and go, oh, okay, radio, whatever. Or yeah, whoa, whoa, yeah. look at what I got, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if the invitation is phenomenal, yeah. you just have a preconceived notion that the event is going to be phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah. you hope that they follow through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's important as well, don't you, Lala, when the invitation comes through and then throughout the event you see it repeated. You see that whatever the theme or pattern or yeah, style is. Yeah, it's almost like creating a brand for the event. That's what I call it. So with my couples, I call it a love brand. Oh. So, yeah, we that might be a monogram or a distinct pattern or something like that that we create through and that becomes their love brand. And I often like to create it so it becomes part of their actual as a couple brand as well. They use it for their personal stationery or anything else they might do future on in their life. And it's the same with events as well, creating almost like a, an event brand as well. So it's almost instantly recognisable, even when they first rock up to the actual physical space and they see that instant recognisable graphic or something, they go, yes. yeah, all right, we're in the right place. Yeah. I know I'm in the right place. And then, you know, that anticipation comes back in again. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I quite often say to our clients, treat it as a wedding. Absolutely. Because weddings do it really well. So yeah. you think about the journey that you go on with a wedding and let's apply that yeah. to a corporate event. And it's funny because with corporate events, they seem to, the old school way of thinking is that they don't really put much effort into it and they don't really, they kind of seem to just stick to this little kind of one lane of everything. Mm-hmm. But I actually think with corporate events, you kind of need to go even like way outside of that because there is so much more corporate events that these people get invited to day in, day out, day in, day out. You've really got to kind of um, exceed what the norm is for them to kind of step out and go, you know what, out of six events I'm invited in the next week, I'm going to this one. It's not negotiable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> one of the ones we did a couple of weeks ago, we sent out a piece of a puzzle mm. with the invitation to everyone and so we'd made a, done a custom-made puzzle and everyone had to bring their puzzle piece and put it together when they got to the oh, event, which yeah. created continuity and I thought, Hopefully that made them think. And I love that. Someone with OCD like me was like, I need to see the puzzle completed. I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming to that. There were people at the <laughs> event that were just, they just stayed at the puzzle table. Like, we're doing this. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Would you like some food? No, I'm doing the puzzle. <laughs> we're doing speeches now. Sorry. Can't talk. Puzzle. <laughs> Natural organiser. I'd be like, right. Who hasn't put their puzzle? Who's got puzzle? the corners? Yeah. Who's got the corners? You're up first. <laughs> What's a big no with invites and Event stationery. Oh, um, you know what? <laughs> it's just doing the cheap stuff, isn't it? It's like um, you can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to say the V word, which is like swearing in my um, stationery world. But you know, when they just get onto V int and Mister Print, I Print. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like, oh, it's so cheap. You I was like, Velour? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Velour? Mr. Print, yeah. yeah. Well, you just got on, you picked a generic design, you haven't even checked your own proof because it's 11 a.m. at night and you're just trying to hammer that thing out and the date's missing and the spelling's wrong and everything else. And then oh. it comes on a really bad quality stock and oh, it's really badly right. printed and you can see the cut lines and, you know, like it just has everything that's wrong with it. That yep. is like, don't even bother. Like, seriously, pick up the phone and call that client and invite them personally. That would have way more impact if you can't afford to send an invite out or to do it properly. Go, go school. Pick up the phone and go, hi, Tamara, I'm holding an event on Friday night. This is what we're doing. I'd really love to have you there. Blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? I think that that would be a better way of doing it if you couldn't afford to do it properly. And I think knowledge Mm. is always power with stuff like this. Like, I think people often go to a place like V dot Mm. dot. It rhymes with Schmister Mrint. Yes, yeah, <laughs> but because they think, oh, it's cheap. It's yeah, they got quite a big name, I yeah. guess. But you don't realise that you know you're one of a fifty million orders, and yeah. they're just going to smash yours out. Yes, it'll probably come to you. But it actually gets um, tendered out, so whoever bids the lowest price for the job gets it. So okay. I've done my own experiments with it because I'm just curious like that. Like I like to know how things work and, you know, what the experience is because, you know, you just got to do your research yeah, sometimes. Um, things aren't arriving on time for an event, so they've arrived too late. Oh, no. So, yes, yeah, so they'll give you your money back, but you've missed the point. Mm. Um, one of your orders arriving from one part of the country but then another country. And with print, there are so many variables oh, yeah. with mm. ink and drying and so many other things that could just go wrong. So you're really leaving it to chance. Yeah, and even setting your own design proofs. You know, the classic thing in wedding stationery is that a lot of the invites are US-based. So they set their wedding up very differently to us. They only go to the ceremony and they include a reception card. So you're in Australia and you're trying to put everything on your invite, like where your ceremony is and where your reception is, on one piece of paper because that's what we do here. But they haven't given you the lines for it. Oh, no. Mm. And you're trying to figure out how to get all that stuff in there. And then, you know, you make one change and the whole thing snowballs and it looks really ugly. So that is my being my bonnet is just, yeah. Is that 
old adage, you get what you pay I was for. Just yeah, doing that absolutely. As well. And I think some things are more noticeable than others. Printing is one of those things. Printing and is stock. Yeah. yeah, for sure. We're really yeah. passionate maybe about stock. Maybe that's just us. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's just us nerds. <laughs> I, I actually do wonder if people notice as much as us when we get like um, not nice stock. Can you please comment on our Instagram if you get excited about GSMs and stock and all that kind of stuff? Because <laughs> we can't be the only ones. Or when Surely. you get something like when you get a printed good and you actually sit there and kind of almost stroke it. Oh, uh, yes. You know almost. what I mean? That's what you see people do. You see them rub it between their fingers it's and very you can tactile. just see it's tactile. Absolutely. I, yeah. I can Melissa's constantly. got a big pile on her desk of like random different invites and papers. She's like, what do you think of this one? How does it feel? I'm like. Heavy. Um, I can often be caught stroking or sniffing <laughs> stock. Yeah, I've actually been Smells new. in Louis Vuitton in Perth and they printed out my receipt. Oh, And I looked on. at it and went, you guys are using the wrong paper for your printer. And they're like, what do you mean? And I put my hand on it and rubbed it off <gasps> because they were using a, a laser, like a laser toner for a paper that suited inkjet. And I said, this is actually <laughs> the paper that you need. Sent them a sample, told them where to get it from. <laughs> like the purse store. And now I got my receipt last week and it was fine. Did you get a free bag? Yeah, no, 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 I didn't get a free bag. Yeah, but sure. I knew the girl really well Some and I was just like, available. I don't know if you know this, but you're actually not matching your printer to your paper stock. And I was like, that's such a big point. But like, how can I get that wrong? And colours yeah. can change depending on your paper stock. Oh my God. You oh. can print one, like one colour on five different shades of white to the naked eye that looks like white yeah. and every single one of them will look different. Mm. Yeah. We've learnt that yeah. the hard way. Yeah. We all have. Tried to print on matte and you know, I was like, oh, matte's really in. I'm going to have a matte stock and it just soaks in the colour. Mm. Orange look brown. I was like, oh my <laughs> yeah. God. And even translation from screen to print as well. Yeah. That is a really big thing. We still don't um, send anything to print without test printing everything. And that's why you're good at what you do. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the kind of thing. That's a rookie mistake. Yeah. Rookie error. Because yeah. I've had an experience with another notch Mr. Mm. Print, but something similar. Mm. And they, I kept saying, can you send me a proof, like a physical proof? They said, the PDF is the proof. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. I need to see a physical, like one print off. Yeah. And of course, when I finally got it, all of my order was wrong because the colours yeah. are wrong. This is why I insist on a proof. Yeah, on a print proof. A print proof. Yeah. How can design impact the event? Oh, I think it can literally transform an event in a sense because you can take um, blank walls and turn them into, you know, gorgeous graphics and transport a space just by design and print on things. Um, So not just saying it on paper as such, but um, taking that and transforming floors and bar faces and walls and even ceilings and anything, and even lighting, you know, using some of those graphics in lighting to change a space as well. So I think it's definitely, um, you know, probably being biased, one of the major things, but definitely hand in hand with the whole overall scheme. And Tamara would have heard me talk about this recently where I actually say, it's, it's, I actually prefer to work backwards. I'd rather know what your space and event you want it to feel like and everything and then go backwards because we've often seen an invite go out and then it doesn't suit the space and the event style of the space and everything they don't there's no cohesiveness so I think you actually kind of need to work backwards you kind of go right what are we trying to do how do we want it to look we want our customers or clients to feel like when they leave and everything and then work to the invite and then kind of go that way because I kind of feel like it works a bit better that way yeah absolutely Mm. I think the theme or feel should come first yeah yeah, the absolutely. Comes out of that. The yeah, design. but sometimes, often they just send out the invite without actually thoughts about how it's going to translate through mm. everything that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Good tip. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of things come to mind, Lala. But what's the most impressive thing you've created? Ooh, 
I was looking at that question this morning <laughs> and I was like, wow. So okay. many thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Where shall I start? Yes. <laughs> um, I've got two distinct things in my mind, uh, one being a corporate event and one being a wedding event. Um, the corporate event was actually for Porsche. It was the first kind of one of the Porsche with influencers involved in everything and we took um, inspiration. I'm a bit of a car nerd as well oh, so yeah, yeah love it <laughs> I'd spend all my money if I could <laughs> um and I took the inspiration from the Porsche badge so I found what was like a metal brush metal plate Oof. and got it etched it was directed for females so it was touched with some really beautiful florals and then we went hand hand inked it black so we could really get the etching out covered the back so it didn't look like a metal plate boxed it I'm big about five senses so I love to scent products when they get sent out so that when you open it up so pretty much almost every order that we might post out to our clients whether it be a wedding planner or whatever there'll be a little touch of scent in there can you send something to mel so i can watch her smell it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i hope that so it translated the end i love it <laughs> so, yeah, so we scented it as well so and it was actually quite difficult to scent the damn thing oh, i was gonna say how do you do it You're yeah not spraying it's quite it hard it's, it's metal. Yeah, yeah because it's well you can't they couldn't set the metal uh you could do the paper but then you've got to watch that it doesn't sink so we um make room scents and candles and bits and pieces so we if made if you go to the bathroom here you yeah. may find oh. a uh, hand wash and a candle oh, in there, there made <laughs> by, what's the brand oh it was the creative republic yes. yeah um so yeah i like to send it so that was really lovely because it was a it was boxed and it had the Porsche branded ribbon and a beautiful gold foil tag with a client's name on it. I love things that are personalised. Wow. The second one is still my favourite job to date for so many reasons. It pushed every design boundary, every print finish that I currently know in my repertoire. Um, but it was for one of the most beautiful clients I have ever had the pleasure of being involved with. And he was a gentleman that walked into my shop in December uh, probably about five years ago and he was in his shorts and t-shirts started having a chat with me just like any kind of it's really rare sometimes to have a chat with a guy about his wedding so we're having a chat and he's sort of saying to me and he kind of knew the lingo a little bit he's like I want laser cutting gold foiling and this and that and blah 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 and I'm kind of going in my head well this is going to be uh, such and such dollars and he's like yep yeah, cool I'm like so where are you getting married he goes oh I own my own villa on Lake Como cool was it George Clooney that walked in yeah <laughs> Babe, if it was George Clooney, wouldn't be getting married. <laughs> Are you sure you want to get married? Yeah. <laughs> Take a look at this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, um, cool. okay. And you know when in your head you're going, are you pulling my leg? Like, are you serious? 50% what? deposit, please. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, we talked it through. And at that stage back then, there wasn't actually a lot of people doing it. There was literally one supplier doing laser cutting. One supplier doing letterpress and one supplier doing foiling in Perth. So the scope of who we had access to was really very limited. We, to be honest, didn't have a lot of experience in it. We were still quite green. So I was like, yeah, I'm going for it. I'm doing the Richard Branson thing. Just go for it and figure it out later <laughs> on. Do you know what I mean? So I um, had a chat with this guy. We put a quote together. We had a few conversations. And um, he had flown back to Dubai where he's living. Of course. Of At course. the time, yeah, <laughs> as you do. And um, his private jet. Mm. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and he rang me and said, hey, the job's yours. And I'm like, what? Wait. 
yeah, really? He's like, yeah. And I said, can you tell me the process you went through? He says, well, I've shopped you with someone in New York who wow. is an idol of mine and someone in London and your price came back quite comparison, but it's not your price. It's your passion for what you want to do Aww. and your sheer excitement about it has made us excited about Aww. doing this with Aww. you. And I was like, wow, okay, what an opportunity. Um, you know, and then I walked back out to my team because I kind of had told them about what we were doing. I always communicate a lot with them and said, hey, we got it. And the look on their faces was like, what? And like, we got it. We got it. Just think of it. If we can, yeah, we can do this. We can totally shortly. do this, you know. Um, things did go wrong. So the laser printer blew up. What? Two weeks before the job was due. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we'd already taken a deposit. We'd already worked out our costing. And it was a pretty fine line with our costing as well. We were sucking up a bit of the cost to actually have the prestige to do the job and to test our skills out on it. And I actually found a company on Instagram. They were Perth-based girls um, who are now called XOXO Design. Oh, yeah. They were called something else back then. And I gave them a call. Their price came in way over what we had even costed in. Told them what the situation was. And they stepped up, helped us out. They delivered an amazing product in an extraordinary time. So the front of this invite was a hand-drawn illustration of this couple standing under a particular tree on their property in Lake Como with this gorgeous old um, stone sort of fence line with the statues on it so it was all hand drawn and then turned into a vector file and then laser cut and then glued onto a panel and the invites were printed in Russian and English foiled and we had Judith a calligrapher come in so it had lots of processes and steps with it and we obviously had a timeline to meet um so that was an extraordinary job for so many reasons and then after the so we also did the on-day stuff as well both lots of orders were picked up by a personal assistant and sat on a seat in a plane and shipped back to them. Um, we never met the bride and the groom um, spoke to us, you know, quite constantly via email and stuff. He got back to us and everything. We did Google him because we were kind of like, of course, yeah. his, it was basically his first name at two initials, that's it. Mystery man. I was like, yeah. So we Googled him and then we kind of figured out who he was and we're like, holy crap. (laughs) Because he was so humble and Mm. so lovely throughout everything. At the end of the whole entire thing being finished and done, um, we got a gorgeous gift box of food delivered. so thoughtful. And their wedding video. So we got to see everything. I was going to say, did you get invited to the wedding? Uh, We (laughs) joked about it actually. We joked saying, we've got an invite. We could get like how the hell are we <laughs> going to get? You know? need to like yeah, we need some money. You know what I mean? We could have done a GoFundMe page. Yeah, but it sent us a video afterwards, so we actually got to watch their whole entire wedding day. What was he doing in Perth? Um, that's an interesting question because I actually asked him that and said, how, you know, like how did you end up in my shop? So this is funny. So I, I, you might remember that we used to make all our own greeting cards, mm-hmm. and we were really well known for it. And his parents live around the corner. He oh. has two young daughters, and they would buy greeting cards from our shop. And send them back to his family Aww. for birthdays and Christmases and stuff. And everything we ever sent out was branded with our name. That it was made with love, handcrafted by us, Lala Design in Perth, WA. Aww. So he happened to be there and he thought he'd just pop in and wow. have a bit of a chat. Brilliant. Yeah. So yeah. that's been my like ideal client. Just ticked all the boxes in every possible way. That, that is job. a great story. Great yeah. story. Yeah. Gives yeah. me chills actually. I've just got some ideas for my wedding invite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are the design trends around right now 2019 and then going into 2020 what's hot there's probably two things you've got right at the moment a huge saturation of just font based design where it's just fonts Mm. that's it you know two fonts on a page done that's really still quite heavily based at the moment um probably mainly more in perth but when you look overseas there's a lot of um 
beautiful colours coming in. So we've got a, a wedding coming up where we're actually recreating almost like a Positano vibe in tiles and patterns. Um, so it's really lovely to see that coming in. So I think some really strong graphics is coming back in, some colours and people not being afraid of a bit of colours and a bit of like bold graphics and things like that. So nice. Yeah. We were talking about that on the podcast mm. a while ago about the influence of travelling and yeah. um, bringing those, those pieces of from around the world back into your events. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there is like so much open to us that we could do for sure when it comes to those sort of things. Yeah, and I think that also monograms are always still really popular. Yeah. They will always be popular, but they just go through little tiny micro inventions from classics to, you know, art deco styles yeah. to, you know, really clean, bold typefaces. And I see that a lot at weddings, actually. They monogram the couple's initials mm. or something onto, like, the dance floor. Yeah. We did that. Yeah, Mel's done that as well. I yeah. Think. yeah. It's a really big thing. And it will Not always wedding, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I said, yeah. when, when did Mel get married? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm boys. At her wedding. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, and it's um, quite cost effective now to personalise mm. almost anything. Yeah. Really, you know, handbags and clothing and mobile phone covers. Yeah. Stationery, you know, stationery was probably the beginning, but now we can yeah. personalise everything. Yeah, so name like, on everything. Yeah, so when I got married six years ago, we hand-stabbed all of the little cake forks that went out with our cake boxes. Aww. So you'd love this. We stood – I'm known for, like, when you come to my house, you will leave my house with food. I will oh. stand at the door and give you food. That's just what I do. It's my love language. I will feed you. <laughs> Wait, where do you live again? Yeah. I'm <laughs> So at our wedding, um, we kind of had like a sort of a big party. Um, we stood at the door of our reception and I had a big box, like a decent sized box, lunch box, with slab of cake in it and a band on the front that said, cake is said to the happiest moments of your life, take some happiness home with you. It had a wooden fork with it that was stamped with our monogram and also a napkin that was gold foiled with Ooh. our names on it. And we got pictures of people feeding the Uber driver or sitting <laughs> on the toilet or in the bed or whatever, eating cake, you know. Oh, and nice. it was like, and it was sitting very on much. the toilet? Yeah, I know, weird, <laughs> hey? Don't judge. <laughs> Who is that now? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think, yeah, being able to brand and personalise everything. What I really love, actually, in the stationery kind mm. of world, is those wax seals. Like, I think oh, just getting a letter such these a days revival. is weirdly yeah. exciting because you yeah. never do unless it's a bill. Yeah. I have one of those. I, know. I don't use it because it's. Can quite, you send me something with a wax seal? I will. Yes, it's oh, quite a process you, to actually yeah. get it out and and warm up the melt. spoon and yeah. melt it. But it is so beautiful. Okay, so here's a handy hint: you oh, can get oh. them prefabbed. Oh. Yes. Oh, as stickers. Is that cheating? No. It's still wax. No, right? they're still wax seals, but they're made. So they're made with more like a flexi wax. So they still look like a wax seal. You can order them in like three different designs. Organic, semi-organic, or perfect. Perfect being the perfect circle, so, organic with a little bit, and then organic, like, oh, you know. Or the rustic look. Yeah, yeah. the rustic look. They can we um, order these through? La yes, La you design? can. And you can get them done with anything you like on them. The colour choice is like 30 colour choices deep in a standard range, let alone a custom range. So one of our brides recently, we took their lovely monogram and got a custom mix particular colour to match their stationery that went on the back. And then you also get the wax stamp that goes with it. Like it's it's part of the package, so you can use it afterwards. But we have them in the shop, so we have one with a little thank you on them. We've got them in blush pink and we got like 500 made and we literally peel them off and stick them onto things. And wow. the flexi wax is good because when it goes to the post and everything, it doesn't crack because the wax that you heat up with your lighter it's is crack. quite brittle. Right. Mm. So often it will crack through, you know, the wear and tear of getting from you to 
them and that sort of thing. But this mm. flexi wax and prefabbed wax seals. You have blown my mind. It's the way I to go. Like, what can I order <coughs> flexi wax for? What do the I need to send out? The other thing I think you'd really like is a little desk embosser. Have you seen <gasps> one of them? No. Okay. No, but I'm into that. Right. I will um I will do one on my Insta stories and tag you guys in it. Yes, please. So it actually blind presses your monogram or something. So I've had one I'm like an old Martha Stewart internally, I think. I've had one for like twenty odd years and I have it with my initials on it and I blind press my initials. So it presses in with no ink into the back of my envelopes or my note cards or something because I'm someone who will always send a thank you note and bits and pieces. I'm really old fashioned that way. No, this that's is a little all desk. Part of your customer service yeah, journey. this is a little bit of a desk it's a desk embosser and it's just so addictive. And I remember getting one made with the word in that we used to put on the back of our greeting cards on the back of the envelope and it says better than an email oh nice yeah mm-hmm. and it just pushes it in oh, i want one it'll change the world if anyone <laughs> needs to get me a present in yes. time soon <laughs> i like that uh, and a yeah. 500 pack of prefab yeah, so i would like seals. someone just yeah. to send me a letter that's wax sealed with the flexi wax yeah. and that smells nice when I okay that you sent to okay. old school yes. one yeah. of the problems though these days with stationery mm. is australia post is really so slow. Us down. So oh, slow some of our invites that we post out two weeks in advance, yeah. don't get to the people anymore. Some of my letters got there after the event. They were like, we would have loved to come, but we didn't oh, get this till after my... You need to put a priority stamp on it. Oh, I can't afford that. It's <laughs> the extra 50 cents. Yeah. That's the trick. That's the trick. We actually build the two weeks postage time into our stationary timeline for mm, our couples. Right. We actually allow for it when it's within Australia. And they look at me and go, really? I'm like, yeah, trust, trust me. me. Yeah. Here's trust a question for you yes. that we have debated in past Ooh. episodes. What is the ideal invite timeline? I say for weddings four different. months ahead. Yeah. For four everything? Months. Four whole yeah. months. Or weddings. Four whole corporate months. events. Well, it depends. I, what I say to my couples is that two weeks before your wedding date, that's actually your date. It's not your wedding day. Two weeks before is the date everything should be done True. because you don't realise how much running around you've got to do in that two weeks. If you've got people travelling from overseas, they're going to want your time mm-hmm. and you just want to decompress a little bit out of your headspace of work and just go, right, okay, I'm going to get married in two weeks' time and blah, blah, blah. So for me, two weeks is the date that I say to my couples, everything should be done. It gives us a little bit of backup mm-hmm. and then I work backwards. I allow for the fact that people won't RSVP and you're going to need to spend two weeks. I allow for the fact that you're working full time and you're trying to chase up other RSVPs and you're trying to get your seating plan done with your mother-in-law who isn't available because she's over in Bali or whatever like that. You know, there's all these things that and get the in the way. internal family fights. Like, yeah. no, they can't sit there. Yeah, absolutely. And also the fact that it'll take two or three weeks for Australia Post to get your invites to wherever they need to get to. So, And then I don't like to rush my couples through the design process. I want everything that they do with us to be a really enjoyable experience. We can get things done really quickly because we're super efficient. We have really strong systems in our business so we can make things happen. I am known for the person and I'm the person you usually call when shit hits the fan and you need stuff done yesterday so I get a call days two days before Christmas from someone I've never met in the industry going hey I heard you're the only person who can make this happen I'm like yeah I can you know what I mean Um, because in charity that happens all the time yeah I'm a bit of an over planner I think you're better off over planning that way you just got room for breathing space yeah what about corporate event timelines where in particular people aren't paying for tickets because I think paid tickets do require a little bit more lead time do you still go four months no, you probably go less, wouldn't yeah. you? Because seen, it seems to be the opposite with corporate events from what I've seen. They happen quite last minute and people seem to act on it last minute as well. So I've seen it with the charity events as well where we did a big luncheon that they do every year. They've done it six years in a row and we basically sent out – it was a kind of an e-invite. We had a bit of a closed mailing list and we sent it out maybe – 
three weeks ahead of the actual function date. Um, luckily for us, we sold out within 48 hours. I'd like to take credit that the graphics created that effect. <laughs> of course they did. Because it never happened to them before. There you go. They had never had it. But then when I looked at their previous graphics and stuff, I was like, yeah, no, nah, not on my watch, babe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're doing something else. Um, so, yeah, it seems to be that it happens right at the last minute. Those decisions seem to get made with corporates at the last minute. So, yeah, maybe you need to go at, them, go at them twice almost. Oh, we do. We do. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I, and I find whether you use an email software mm. like MailChimp, we need to follow up with Outlook as well because there's so yeah. many going to spam at the moment. Yeah. Same with paperless posts yes. and things like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But it is hard because a lot of our clients come to us with a three-month lead time. Yeah. So getting invitations out in four, four months, months yeah. <laughs> is it going to work? No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think corporates is a different different timeline. Just how do you feel about sending digital invites? Did that kill you a little bit? Um, I believe that they have a place. So um, we often do a lot of weddings with couples who are not based in Australia. So we might be dealing with them outside of Australia or they have they are based in Australia but they have guests that they're inviting outside and sometimes the mail is not the best way to get there particularly with countries like South Africa and places like that, sending things by post is pretty much a waste of time. So we will create a version of their invite as much as we possibly can in a digital format and allow them to send it out so that we can kind of go, right, okay, maybe we can save some money doing the overseas invites with the digital version and then we can use what's left in the budget to really make a beautiful invite or on-day stationery here. So I do think that they have their place. For sure. I don't think it should substitute the main invite, though. Mm-hmm. I think it should be an accessory to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's even a nice little backup if you do if you mm. are sending something through Australia Post and yeah. then you do a little backup paperless post or green yeah, follow-up. Yeah. 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 People like seeing it pop out of the envelope. But yeah. But you do have the problem and with the And we often database. send a lot of print yeah. files. So we've got um, two lovely guys that are getting married soon back home in Ireland. I'm so excited for them. Um, and it's completely illogical for them to take all their sitting plans and printed goods back with them. Mm-hmm. So we liaised with a printer back in their town in Ireland and sent everything to them and gave them a brief and did all the files so everything matches their brand and stuff and it will be ready for them when they get there. Wow. That's great. Right. Yeah. yeah, just makes it easier for them. Yeah. What about acrylics? How are people using acrylics these days? God, isn't and that huge? It is. Acrylics it kills me huge. a little bit because it's not sustainable. Yeah. But it's so pretty. It is. It's <laughs> such. It's quite extraordinary, isn't it? And particularly because there's so many colours and everything now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had this inner desire that I want to do acrylic jewellery because I just see all these beautiful acrylics and I think shapes and I think <laughs> big earrings, you know, and I'm like, right, yeah. when am I going to fit that in? <laughs> oh, we know um, you'll do it. Oh, yeah. thanks. Anyone can do it, you can do it. <laughs> you'll find time, I'm sure. Yeah. I thought you finished yesterday. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, acrylics is really huge, um, particularly for invites. People are loving it for invites, but I think they like it more for the actual day of stationery or the actual event where guests get to go home with something so a little luggage tag or a coaster or something so that kind of um is sort of a long that's got a long-term kind of of use to it rather than just an invite yeah Yeah. and then obviously um in the space as well when you're using it for signage or you know display boxes or something like i particularly love wishing wells at the moment that are acrylics because I think that they can take on any kind of personality. So we did one recently where we printed and hand-painted florals on it, which was gorgeous. Um, And it was kind of like the florals were growing through the clear acrylic. Wow. Um, And that came out a treat. And then I like the idea of the couple using it as their keepsake box afterwards. So they keep all the really important things in their life in this little box. So, yeah, I think things like that. And what about printing versus etching? 
acrylic. on acrylics. Um, I think with etching, you're a little bit limited sometimes because some acrylics have a different core colour. So when you etch it, it brings out the core colour. So if you're etching something that looks like it's blue on top, but underneath it's actually white, it'll bring it out. So logic says that you'll be able to read that. Sometimes with something like gold merit, for example, gold merit acrylic or any kind of merit acrylic, when you're etching, you're actually etching off the back. Right. So you're etching off the reflection. Oh. So it's quite harder to read. So that's where printing on it is probably better. Clearer, because, yeah, a it's a clearer. bit clearer as well. And now that you can do full digital printing on acrylics, and we've uh, – tomorrow you haven't been into my space, in my studio, but um, our studio table, I didn't want a standard kind of, you know, table, dining room table or whatever that I wanted in our consultation space. And I went and found this, you know – Chinese lady that was selling the table for <laughs> 60 bucks but I loved the big bulky French legs on it so oh, yeah. painted it you know high gloss black but the top was a bit munted so I actually <laughs> had to be really polite um so I printed a piece of acrylic that's almost three meters long but two meters wide in really dark base moody florals and that's actually our tabletop oh, wow. Wow. yeah and I've put it up onto walls like in shower screens and all sorts of stuff so acrylic oh, has my like there's a lot of stuff you can do Very with acrylic. I've got home envy on yeah <laughs> Mel's just about to build I am yes. and I can get some you can yes. do an acrylic splashback <gasps> stop it something like that oh, yeah no, I can't yeah. get into homewares okay and sorry home design right now. Yeah, okay <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I think you just got to look at the end application to figure out which one is the best one to do it. But I think acrylics look great when they're actually laser cut out in shapes as well, Mm -hmm. like Mm. when you're cutting out the internal pieces and stuff. We had Troy and I went to a wedding and we had our names, Mm. and I know a lot of people do that. Our names done in gold, mirrored acrylic as the place cards, and they're still in my bedside drawer. I was like, oh, it's so cute. It's so yeah. I don't know why I've kept them, but. I kept them. Yeah, I think that because it's got your name on it. And I think sometimes when people have unusual names, you never get anything with your name on it. That's so right. Back in the 80s and 90s, the pencil cases used to come out and the mugs used to come out and they're all printed with Belinda and Rachel. I never get... get, No, me neither. Melissa, I was fine. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. you were fine. Damn me, Melissa. Damn it, Melissa. It's my spelling that's the problem. Yeah, same with me. So my real name's Lara, but it has a H in it. So you're never going to find anything with that. And I have a a really good corporate client who has an unusual name and every year when I get something for her, I make sure it's personalised. Yeah. I'd love that. Because Aww. I remember her saying to me, I never can't anything with my name on it. All my life as a kid, never anything with my name. Not, Not a monogra- problem for Lala. <laughs> Why I monogram everything. I'm like, right, yeah. <laughs> How important is balance when it comes to design? Um, it's actually really important. I like to think of it as in um, almost like interior spaces. You know, they always say to you when you're building, like when you're doing an interior design in a room or something to pick a focal point mm-hmm. so that when people walk in, they're looking at one thing and that creates the impact. It's pretty much the same on paper, I feel. Um, often with events, um, one of the most common things that I have issues with is red on an invite. So particularly... stop. <laughs> yeah, no, you yeah, get. Um, I, I have an aversion to the color red. Yeah, as well, on anything. Yeah, it can be quite. It's a really. It can be a really difficult color, and often we will get a you know, a wedding or a corporate event, and or particularly a wedding where she's like, right, I want red, silver, gold, or whatever else like that, and I want it all, and I'm like, okay, yeah. well, we can't put it on your invite because it'll look like Christmas. No matter what I do, it's going to look gaudy and it's going to look like Christmas. It's going to look beautiful in your photographs in the event space and the roses that are red and the girls' lipsticks that are red will look stunning in photographs, but it's going to look like crap on paper. So we pair it right back. If people want to use a lot of colour, I like to break it up 
and not put all the colour onto one piece. I like to create the suite of the stationery so it tells the story through the different pieces. It collectively brings it together. Um, but, yeah, t- kind of just let some space rest and don't fill the whole page up with font. Oh, yeah. No, just leave some white space. But then don't make it so small you can't read it either. Do you yeah. mean there's a balance? There's the balance. There you go. Yeah, there we go. There's the answer. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. That's why you're the designer. <laughs> Lala. Yes. I know you've got something very exciting coming up oh, in New York. I do. Concrete jungle. I do. Tell us and about it. I feel it. like we should sing, oh. but I don't sing. <laughs> yeah, I am um, I'm kind of a little bit um, shaking my head that I'm actually going to do it, but I sometimes something just comes across my path and I'm like, if I don't do this, I'll regret it for the rest of my life. So recently I connected with a stationer in Brooklyn, New York um, through Instagram and had a bit of a conversation with her and she says, we have a closed stationers group on a Facebook group um and we'd love you to be part of it and I was like absolutely I'm in um and it was it's all based on sharing our knowledge our skills and everything we're there to kind of support each other and problem solve with each other um and I have struggled to find that here in Perth um I talked to a couple of stationers over in the eastern states and we kind of support each other through messaging and bits and pieces like that if there's any issues and things um particularly because I'm really good at you know, customer service and problem solving customers and handling and sometimes you just get into your own head too much and you can't kind of see outside of it. So it's good to have mm-hmm. that support. So I was like, yeah, I'm in. So I joined the group um, a couple of weeks ago and they talked about doing this big two-day workshop in New York um, with 30 of the top stationers in the world. So it's not just stationers in America. So I'm coming from Australia. There's a girl coming from Trinidad. Wow. A couple of people coming from Canada and stuff. Yeah. These are the um, stationers that specialise in the top three, five percent of luxury weddings. And so I they're know. at the top end of their craftsmanship. And I was so honoured to be asked and I got off the live that I was watching and I said to my husband, I'm gonna New York. <laughs> Just going and he's Hi. like See ya. he's like, Yeah, babe, not a race. What do we need to do? Aww. He's so supportive, incredibly supportive. Makes we me as like, in I'm carrying your bags. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually going on my own. But he's like, What do we need to do to get you there? So uh, we paid pretty much for the workshop ticket straight away and then we're just kind of watching flights and bits and pieces. So I will fly 23, 28 hours for a two day workshop. I'll get there two days before to try and climatize myself and then stay two days afterwards. I've got some um, meetings booked in with some people already, like other, you know, suppliers and designers yeah. and bits and pieces. I'm also going to go and visit my idol which is cc new york so i want to go and have a chat to her she's someone i really love i don't know her oh cc new york yeah check her out you'd love um her work you'll see often creating things from scratch but it's more than just her style and her work it's um her community voice that she uses and her principles on service and you know everything else so that's what i'm gonna do so that's in august how exciting yeah super excited to just um kind of push myself a bit i've been looking for the next level and i know what i wanted I know where I wanted to go, but I was just trying to figure out the steps to get there. And now I've kind of, they're really laid out very clearly. I can feel your energy from here. You make me excited. I want to go and design something. Well, I'm feeling very excited about where you're going to go. Yeah, I I actually just want to keep surfacing and pushing the creative boundaries and stuff and just doing more quality over quantity, Mm -hmm. keep my team together and just keep doing what I love doing and actually pass it on and create a community on it and pass that knowledge on. Because I do wonder sometimes with some of our trades, like particularly letter pressing and stuff, um, some of the craftsmen are in their older age and then it needs to be passed down somehow because then those trades get lost. So I kind of feel the same way. Mm. More George Clooney weddings, please. Yeah. 
we can talk about GSM all day. I know I could. And <laughs> paperway and laser cutting and everything. But Lala, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me at quite a few places. I have a website, lalaDesign.com.au. On Instagram is where I'm probably the most present. You'll see my face chatting away to you all the time. That is Lala Design Perth. And Facebook is also Lala Design Perth as well. Yeah, lovely. That's me. Right. Thank you so much for Thanks coming. Thanks for in. having me. No, no problem. We feel honoured. Oh. We're all inspired. <laughs> Thank you. It's been amazing. I'll send you postcards from New York that will get there um, three months after I yeah. get back. <laughs> Maybe just bring it in next time. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being in the green room. <laughs> Thank you. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group, Behind the Clipboard Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. Bye.